0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome to the Repack for Acme Packing Company. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Avantex Western. Say what's other people, Tex?
2: Hey, I. uh, you know, last week I was gone. I was out on vacation. I was out in the middle of nowhere with no cell signal during the Packers loss to the jets. And I figured that that was going to be a nice, um, good mental health day for me and come back and beat up on a bad Washington team and, and hopefully get things right. And boy, was I wrong. That was, man, today was rough. Today was even rougher. I think than I would have felt after last week in a way. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: we've had a terrible four game stretch. Mm Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi, third-string quarterback, took him to overtime. And then losses to Daniel Jones at ungodly hours in the morning, <laughs> Zach Wilson, and now uh, Taylor Heineke, who we signed him in the XFL.
2: We oh tried God, to, get that's right.
1: to get him as a starting quarterback, and they would not take him. So he was a backup quarterback for the St. Louis Battlehawks. We, to, to we lost him, man. Oh my goodness!
2: To be fair, the the Taylor Heineke that was there in the first half looked like a guy who should not have been starting in the XFL. Yes, Uh, Taylor Heineke second half different story. But um, God, I, I I am coming out of this game feeling like there were like eight plays in that first half that if the Packers make any of those eight plays, this is totally different game. And they made one of those and they needed like one more, right? We had the Devondre Campbell pick six, which was great. And that gave us a little bit of a boost and we were all kind of, all right, feeling, feeling good about the defense, but they had what, three or four picks go right through their hands in the first half. Rasul had at least two Jair, I think had one. And again, uh, uh, teams adjusting at halftime and the Packers not and they just come out and get crushed and give out what, 20, 20 straight points. I think it was at one point to Washington. Yeah. Like this is, this is a a coaching staff that really just does not seem like they have any idea how to adjust in game.
1: Which is crazy. Cause I thought
2: I've always felt
1: like Lafleur's done a pretty good job of that. And he's done a good job of riding the hot hand, especially with offensive skill players. It's why you can get a guy like an Alan Lazard to develop into an Alan Lazard because he's actually getting opportunities to do it, right? Or yeah. or Robert Tonyan something like that. Barry seemingly has struggled with that, right? Like the Detroit game last year, right, where Lafleur basically has to yell at him at halftime and be like, "We have to blitz him because if Jerry Goff is just sitting back there patting the ball, he's of course he's going to be able to complete some of these things. Like that's who he is." I thought the defense did fine, but on the offensive side of the ball, I don't even know what you do. I mean, hopefully Bakhtiari comes back which like that's a whole thing in and of itself but like Rogers was talking about like these wide receivers they had like eight different mess ups in the game and I just don't know how that's gonna get better I don't think training for someone is gonna make that any better right I mean this no. is like a, a learning like a system thing like this is just like a learning curve um that doesn't get better just because you add a more talented wide receiver that guy also then has to learn plays so yeah. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out in the next week because the Packers, technically, right now, they have an open roster spot, right? They put two guys on IR, they put Cobb and Hanson on IR, and they That's activated right. um, Tammy Watkins uh, from injured reserve. He began practicing with the team this week. Technically, they have an open roster spot. They didn't call anywhere, they didn't move anyone uh, up from the practice squad to the active roster today. But it'll be interesting to see. We we had this conversation in the APC Slack. Like, should they be buyers or sellers? And I really don't know at this point because, like, maybe they should be sellers. Maybe you should try to get uh, what you can out of. Yeah, I mean Amos. It doesn't seem like they're going to keep Amos, right? Lowry, if anyone wants Lowry, oh, take him. Have have fun. Um, (laughs) and then like, I don't know. Are you going to give Elton Jenkins a super contract? because if not you should get something back for him.
2: Yep. Well, and think about it too is there's one more game before between now and the trade deadline. That game is on Sunday night at Buffalo next Sunday. That's there's there is no way that the team that that came out these last three games the the way they looked has any chance of of hanging with Buffalo, let alone beating them. Now, again, we we've seen Packers teams surprise and do crazy things before but there's there's absolutely nothing that that leads me to think that that's a possibility here so what why would you be a buyer if you're going to be going into the trade deadline at three and five you've still got games against Dallas and Tennessee and at Philly on Sunday night coming out of um, coming out of the the trade deadline then you've still got uh, a Monday night game against the Rams you know the, the schedule just This was supposed to be the easy stretch of the schedule. (laughs) That's the worst part. Like we were talking about, this should be, you know, these are all three winnable games and this team should be five and two or six and one going into that Buffalo game. And here we are sitting at three and four. You said it a couple of weeks ago, this now comes down to a one game season for me and it's beat McCarthy when he comes back to Lambeau and (laughs) like, and then, and then just, you know, see what else happens and, and come back and figure out what the hell to do in the off season. I'm trying to look up right now what so the
1: Packers the Packers Super Bowl odds are somehow still higher than the Giants. <laughs> I can't believe that. Let me see uh, if there's I'm trying to see if I can get them in the playoffs or not. I don't think we can. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But okay, division winners. Nope. That's not updated either. Dang it. Um this team is bad. I'm looking at this – th- that's all I got for you this week. Yeah. Next to the stats, I'm looking at uh, the passing chart that they have. It's oh. like the, the player tracking stuff, right? Rodgers had 35 passes today for 194 yards. <clears throat> A lot of that was in the second half, right? I mean, the first half, how many yards did the, the, the,
2: they combined had like 80-something? Well, look, 51 of those yards came in those last two plays, the 30-yarder to True. Watkins and then the one to Tunyon. So, in, in effect, before those two – Uh, those two throws in that last, those last 30 seconds, he had 33 attempts for 140 yards, essentially. Like that's, this is, I I, I assumed that he would start to decline a little bit. I did not expect this level of decline this quickly um, from, from this quarterback. It just, it's, it's, unfathomable and and it's not just him right like tom brady's going through a lot of the same stuff right now it seems like um yeah. they just lost an upset to a, an even worse carolina team that just traded away like their only other good weapon or two uh on offense and and still has no quarterback so um i mean it's i know it's going around but that still the fact that the nfc sucks does not make me feel any better about this
1: no i mean at the end of the day the team's going to be three and five it's going to be hard to make the playoffs at three and five. I don't know mm-hmm. what that little. We look at that playoff chart early on in the season, right, to show you guys like going zero and two, just decimates your ability to to make the playoffs. But three and five, I know it's an uphill climb, even though there's seven teams now that make it in. Um, Rogers had two completions over ten yards today, in those thirty-five attempts. One was that throw to to Tunyon over the middle. Um, the other one was the touchdown. It's bad. It's bad. And I don't think it's going to get better. And I don't know what you do, because if if you're losing a backup quarterbacks. What can you do? I mean, the defense played decent today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. the, The issue with the defense continues to be. Can they get off the field between the 20s? Like the red zone defense was the big deal last year, right? Anytime a team got in the red zone, they were they were scoring a touchdown this year. That's not the case. They're forcing a ton of field goals, but they just can't get off the field and force punts unless they have you know a, a a holding penalty on the offense or a sack or something if there's any sort of sustained drives they're just not not getting it done um and, and I don't know I don't know where the fix is for that other than like fixing the run defense which clearly is not going to happen <laughs> this year <laughs> like they just don't have the personnel for it and um it, it's it's the same issues. You know, week after week that we see on defense. But again, to your point, that that wasn't the reason this team lost this game. Um, it was a. It, there were some, again, some missed opportunities in the first half. But you look at Amari fumbling a punt again. Um, you and then you just keep looking at this offense. What what I want to know is, is there something about the Lafleur Shanahan tree, or is it just a Lafleur thing that? A, a, a straight drop back passing game is impossible within this scheme, right? Like that's been the problem in in the losses that we've had in the LaFleur era is when they get in third and longs or they get behind and they have to just go to the drop back passing game that it doesn't work and, and the offense bogs down and then Rodgers goes a little hero ball. So what? how do you fix that? Like, is that just simply a schematic thing that you, you've built this team around the play-action pass and the run game and, and now the RPOs, and, and you just don't have a way to, um, to run that drop-back game? I don't know. It's something to look into because, I mean, they
1: were terrible on third down today. I saw, what was it, the first time since like 1999 that they didn't convert a third down? Yep. So, I mean, that's, a long, I mean, that's pre-Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs was like yeah, he was negative years old at that point. Um just a lot of weird things in this game. I thought they were doing a pretty good job of doing the pin and pull stuff. And they were mm-hmm. having those toss sweeps too. I thought the the run game wasn't as bad as it looked like on paper. Um, obviously there was that like big lull in like the second quarter and stuff where they it looked like they couldn't get anything going, but Early on in the game, they busted a pin and pull out, and then later in the game, they were able to move the ball a little bit. I I don't know. Tamari Two Ray got a start. Yeah, he hadn't played but, in a game yet. What the heck are we doing?
2: I don't. That that'll be interesting. Like, I'll be curious if if you look back at like the the drive starter, right? You talk about that a lot. That they do mm-hmm. weird stuff on those drive starters. Like, I'll be very curious if you know to look back at that play and what were they what were they doing? What were they trying to do? you Know with him out on the field on that one,
1: it's so weird. Yeah, they use him, they use uh Tyler Davis, a lot, a lot of guys like that. This is drive starters, which to me t- doesn't make any sense. I mean, take a yeah. play action shot or something on first down if you if you want to, like that's the time to do it. Amari has got to go.
2: It's, I know he got to play offense time. today. Good for don't, him, don't care, he's got to go. It's, it's, it's
1: <laughs> you can't have ball security issues as a punt returner who doesn't make plays. How yeah. much longer can this go on?
2: Can I, 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 I don't know if Kylan Hill can return punts. We know he can take kickoffs, but I was thinking when you said we've got an open roster spot, maybe that's maybe they're saving mm-hmm. it for Kylan Hill to come off PUP, but that still only, as far as I know, solves the kick return question. And, and actually, I think I saw they had Keyshawn Nixon back on kick returns today anyway yeah. instead of Amari. So you still need to find a punt returner. Um, unfortunately, with all the drops that Dobbs has had at this point, I don't know that I'm willing to trust him at that spot either. Um, Dobbs is so weird because uh, he has soft hands, but they're very weak
1: too. Yeah. Like he can pinch a ball out of the air unless you breathe on him right like it it's a it's a very weird thing that he has going on cuz he does make some pretty incredible catches mm-hmm. at times it's just like th- th- through contact he's not going to keep a hold of that thing and right that's a real bummer
2: it's a tough one i mean he we had the fourth down there was a third down conversion in there too somewhere um so i mean that's at least two you know drive killers that that he had that that go off his hands so we can talk about rogers you know, and, and his accuracy on some of those, too, um, because I think that that plays into it. And then on the fourth down, the whole Sammy Watkins brain fart with, you know, running a, an out and up yeah. instead of actually blocking his man. So, I mean, that certainly plays into it. But, um, dude, you got to you've got to fight through traffic and hold on to the ball. Yeah. Um, quick update.
1: Jets, Broncos, Zach Wilson, who beat us last week. Right. <sighs> Four of eight for 17 yards, two sacks for 15. So he's had 10 dropbacks for two yards net against the Broncos. you are a bad football team. Have, Have we officially agreed all the tweets and all the comments from the Packers players about how good the defense was looking in training camp was just a product of the offense was terrible. They had rookies out there. Jake Hansen was starting consistently at like right guard and stuff. Had nothing to do with how good the defense actually was, right?
2: A hundred percent. It was the 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 2021 Jets factor that you're going up against a bad unit. So of course you're gonna look good. Yep. Yep. No question. God.
1: Devondre pick six. Easily the best moment of this week.
2: Oh yeah. No that that one or the the Rogers scramble, the the second touchdown to Aaron Jones. Um, as far as just a pure uh exciting play that one I think takes the cake for me um and, and that's one of those that's a classic rogers play he actually escaped the pocket something he hasn't done basically all season yeah and you know made something out of a broken play and and you know tossed a tossed a dime to Jones in the front of the end zone but um yeah the the pick six was fun and I don't know how do we feel about Deonre's game overall today though he had a I think he had a TFL on a swing pass too but yeah. Um all in all, I thought he looked okay. Um, he didn't look like bad Devondre that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, but he's still not like all pro player caliber pro player like he was a year ago.
1: I agree with that. I mean,
2: it's a C
1: Yeah, maybe B minus grade game mm-hmm. for a guy who's had a bunch of D's and F's. So yeah. at least it's trending in the positive direction. I mean right. could have been worse. Um the other thing too, like we're talking about like plays that usually don't happen a lot. We were talking about that earlier. Jair got bombed by Terry for a touchdown. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, just sneezed. Um, he got bombed by Terry for a touchdown. I don't know how many times that's going to happen. So like, Mm-mm. obviously that, that kind of opened the game up. Right. I mean, that's when Heineke was really struggling and all that. And he hardly had any passing yards and neither did the Packers. I think that was kind of a tipping point in the game. And, Packers just couldn't punch back. They just never have enough to punch back. Yeah.
2: Well, and you definitely aren't going to be able to punch back when you keep having self-inflicted wounds, all these, all the penalties that they had today. Um, you know, a couple of dumb ones on defense, couple of, I mean, I, I still come back to the, the illegal contact call on Eric Stokes that wipes out the, the scoop and score touchdown from Russell Douglas. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand that call. It, it, to my eye, it certainly didn't look like Stokes initiated any of the contact. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't see where, where the penalty is there. And that's another one where if that flag isn't thrown, that's seven points going the other way. And, and you've got a totally different ball game and we're talking about how the defense has you know put up two touchdowns instead of, you know, is, is unable to get off the field in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I thought, I thought the defense has been playing better even mm-hmm. the jets obviously
1: was frustrating watching them get worn down but they did get worn down and then yeah. they did have that goal line stand at the very end of the game um it wasn't like the giants game where it's just like holy crap we we just can't we can't play <laughs> yeah. defense anymore right. um one last thing before we get to vibe checks did you see the jay sternberger tweet <laughs>
2: yeah yeah, that's one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time.
1: Jay Sternberger, former Packers tight end, who was famously, uh, at least in terms of like the Packers blogosphere, was drafted one pick ahead of Terry McLaurin, tweeted out, I can't believe the Packers didn't draft McLaurin after he had that touchdown on uh, Jair. <laughs> Everyone in the comments is just like, just like, it's just emojis. All it is is random emojis. Um, oh, my God. Good for him. Seems to have a sense of humor. Yep. Uh, (sighs) All right. Time for a break before we give uh, the Packers terrible grades. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy.
1: And we're back. All right, offense grades vibe check. The offensive line was good today.
2: Yeah, better, yeah. Let's 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 get into that a little bit, right? I mean, no diary, Which, all right, here we here we are sitting Friday afternoon. Bakhtiari practices all three days. We're feeling good. Then Saturday shows up on the injury report, questionable, and then this morning there's the report from Rappaport saying, well with Bakhtiari maybe out that that's going to throw the Packers whole plan of moving Elton Jenkins to guard into, into flux and, and, you know, questioning whether or not they're going to do that. Zach Tom comes in, plays left tackle, plays pretty darn good. I thought. Yeah. And we've been, we've been, this is, this is what we've been calling for this whole time, right? Put Tom at right tackle, get, get, get Elton back into guard um, and profit. And <laughs> It, it was the wrong tackle spot, but it still ended up working out pretty darn good for the most part. Yeah, I, I thought the team played a whole lot better. I mean, obviously, Jenkins looked like a fish
1: out of water at tackle at times. Um, I don't know if it was a left or right thing. It's it's worth noting, you know, they moved Jen- Jenkins to left guard, and they pushed out John Run- John Runyon Jr. to right guard. So there was a whole swap on the offensive line for everyone starting other than uh, Myers at center.
2: Right. Um, So one thing I did good. One thing I hadn't thought about was keeping Runyon and Nyman together, moving them Mm -hmm. from both together from the left side to the right side. I hadn't thought about that until just now. I wonder if that was, um, if it was for a continuity and a kind of chemistry thing rather than, you know, at at the point, once you realize that Bakhtiari is not going to play, you know, my, my thought was, all right, put Nyman back at left tackle and put Zach Tom in on the right side. Um, but I do wonder if they if they kept Nyman there on the right side to to keep him with Runyon and to, to keep those two guys together because they've been playing together basically this whole season.
1: Yeah, it's weird because they've all kind of played on the left side. Right. I mean, yeah jenkins recently has been playing on the right side but everyone for the most part during their careers have been playing on the left i like this because now it's like okay let's say nyman doesn't look good at right tackle right now you have film for zach tom like now we have competition there like Mm -hmm. all we're asking for is an open competition i feel like none of us are asking for anything more than that like On the defensive line, I would like to see T.J. Slayton, and I would like to see uh, Devontae Wyatt getting just a couple more snaps so that we can actually evaluate these guys. I don't don't know if Devontae Wyatt's good or not. I don't know if he's terrible and going to be a bust, and we drafted a 24-year-old rookie who can't get on the field. (laughs) I don't know any of that because we haven't seen him on the field long enough to actually be able to evaluate him. I just want a little bit more open competitions in some of these spots. The offensive line – the defensive line, I think, probably cornerback would have been a position that I would have wanted to see more competition at the slot um, up until recent weeks. But, yeah, I mean, that's all we're asking for. Because I, I understand it's probably not going to get better in season. But if there's a chance, I would like to take that chance. Yeah. That's
2: it. Yeah. and And Tom's the guy that, based on what we saw in the preseason – there, there is clearly a chance of him contributing right during yeah. the regular season this year. He looked good as a as a tackle, and to, I mean, I, I thought he looked better as a tackle than he did as a guard in the preseason, yeah. just because he can he can get out and use his, his athletic ability a little bit better, and and he is a little lighter. So the the fact that it took this long for for him to potentially get a little bit of run, um, and it, it was it was finally like, right. When the, when the lineup was announced and we started seeing who the, the line was in warmups. Was like, yes, finally the, uh, you know, the, the, the prayers of Acme Packing Company have finally been answered. And we finally get to see what this guy can do in, in some real game action. And like I said, I think he, I think he looked really solid and you've got some, uh, some good, good tape to work on. And it's not like he went up against a, you know, a scrub defensive line either they right first round picks across the everywhere way. right so he saw a lot of montez sweat and i know they did a lot of stuff to kind of minimize his impact right the the touchdown pass to jones on the interior they had jones kind of chip him a little and then release um they did a few different things with with giving tom a little help but um but even so i, I thought he he had a, a really good debut and, and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do moving forward yeah i'm excited i, w- I want to get a phone breakdown
1: on him up on the site at some point this week offensively vibe check i feel like i'm more confident in the run game right now than i was last week i feel like the offensive line is getting better but the wide receivers are disappointing and aaron Rodgers, what the hell I mean, I understand it's not all on him, but he's also not playing well. And it's okay to say he's not playing well. There's like a weird camps right now where it's like he's either the worst person in the world or he's the best person in the world. And it's like, okay, we can admit like these five passes sucked. And then like these five passes, the wide receivers messed up. It's a both thing. It's not an either or thing.
2: This is not mutually exclusive. Everybody can be playing kind of sort of crappy and it's it's okay to acknowledge it
1: agreed so i think the o-line in the run game is trending up i think the passing game is trending down yep i didn't think it was possible did you (laughs) could you imagine coming in because i i was fully aware of like i thought romeo dawes probably would start the year as the fourth wide receiver which is what he was until some injuries came along right um i didn't think there was going to be a savior in terms of the passing game. Right. But I didn't, I legit don't think I could have fathomed it being this bad. Yeah. Where you're completing one pass beyond 20 yards and, and or beyond 10 yards in 35 pass attempts. I legitimately could not imagine post Devonte looking this bad this year.
2: Yep. I agree. And, and I think we all expected to get more out of Christian Watson early. Um, and damn I, i'm still like we're gonna have nightmares about that drop in yeah. minnesota we we might have nightmares about that for for years at this point like what what could be what could have been if yeah. uh you know i don't I, obviously that's that's putting too much on the one on the kid for uh for one mistake but um yeah it's it's amazing and and like now now I'm at the point, right? Get Ture some some runs, some like actual playing time and see what this guy can do. Because yeah. he was a solid deep threat at Nebraska and Montana. Um he at least in the preseason, it seemed like he had maybe a little bit stronger hands through the catch point than than Dobbs does. Um yeah, Dobbs is if like you said, if if you're within a yard of him and, and you 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 know breathe on the guy, he's he's dropping the football. So let's see what Touray can do because what do you have to lose at this point i'm starting to get to that point like next week in buffalo i think they're going to you know they're going to keep the the rotation going um they're going to drop to 5 3 and 5 they're probably going to get their asses kicked and um and again at that point like now you're starting to move into future player eval mode because 100% yeah I, again sitting at 3 and 5 yeah they made the playoffs at 4 and 6 in 2016 with the whole run the table thing but it's really freaking hard to do that and it's it's certainly not something that you can count on you need to be getting some tape on some of these young guys and figure out what what you can do with them what you've got in them and and yeah to your point before I want to see some more Wyatt I want to see some more Slayton Um, I want to see some Touré and um you know maybe if, if kylan hill comes back and gets a little healthy maybe you mix him in a, in a little bit as a change of pace and see if if you've got something there for the inevitable aaron jones cap casualty probably this coming off season so um I, Which, by I, the
1: way how do you feel about that because watching these past couple games man like he's all they got, they got it they got to keep him yeah they have he's all... that's, that's their
2: offense he's yeah and like look today he got 17 touches uh 8 carries 9 receptions on 10 targets right some of that was just the fact that the the offense had no flow whatsoever um but you're you're they're they're running everything through him and even when they're not giving him a ton of touches it feels like they're running everything still through him anyway um
1: cuz it's like yeah they end up in split back gun and then they yep. motion the guys to the wings and you're like oh shit Aaron Jones is lined up as a tight end Be aware Aaron Jones is lined up as a tight end. Like, yeah, he's the focal point of their offense. Yeah, he's more important to their offense. Who, who? okay, let's do this. Oh, question. Oh, no question. Which would be more impactful, Aaron Jones going down or Aaron Rodgers going down?
2: (laughs) I knew that's what was coming. Um, I think it's Jones. Yeah, like, I, I. Yeah, <laughs> it's at least the conversation, right? It's it's at yeah. least damn close. I don't think they can cap
1: casualty Jones this upcoming year. That's why I'm like, we gotta start having real questions yeah. about like I think Gary, right? Gary is playing so well, you have to give him yep. the money. You have to. It's the reason why you drafted a developmental guy as your third edge rusher with like a top 10 pick, basically, and you developed him into who Gary is now, right? But then, like once you start, like, right? Lowry clearly isn't going to be back. Amos, they had a decision to either extend him, or or mess around with his his money and give him void years. They chose to give him void years. I and still like don't Jenkins, understand that
2: one. But anyway, yeah.
1: and Elm Jenkins, like, if he's going to get Quentin Nelson money, like, I don't know if they can afford that. Because uh-uh. if he's not playing at the, if he's not playing like Quint Nelson, they can't get over the Rogers deal the Bakhtiari deal and another major contract on the offensive line to not have a good pass protection and passing game. Like
2: so so yeah, here's the what? question with Jones, right? He's got a $20 million cap hit in 2023. So, 7 million of that is a roster bonus. So we're going to know, you know, early on in March what they're going to do with him. But he's got probably 15 mil that you can between base salary and roster bonus that you can spread out if you, you know, void tack on a whole bunch of void years into 27 or whatever it is um so you know you could maybe get his cap hit down to like six seven mil by spreading well that's probably more like eight by spreading out the rest of that you know across the next couple of years i think at this point you probably do it
1: yeah uh, you should i yeah. think you should the other thing too rogers brought up a couple weeks ago That, you know, obviously the development of the wide receivers is probably going to decide a lot if he's going to retire or not at the end of the year. Like, he was pretty candid about that. The Packers are on the hook for so much money if Rodgers does retire that, like, yeah, a lot of that does depend on Rodgers, but like, it in ayahuasca trip to decide blow it up mode (laughs) or not. Like, that's that's where we're at now. Like, Rodgers is all decisions in terms of personnel have to go through the, the prism of viewing it through the lens of Rogers and his contract and the dead caps, even though he retires. And if he retires, is the team going to go after his bonus? Who knows? Like that'll have a cap cap implications, stuff like that. Remember Andrew Luck, when he retired, the the, uh, Colts didn't go after his money. Um, A lot of things that are going to hinge on this offense, which I think is, I'm going to say firmly a four. Out of ten, the offensive line is trending in the right direction. Everything else is mm-hmm. trending opposite. It feels like.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm feeling even a little more pessimistic. I'm I'm down at like a three, and it's just because that the, the there's been no semblance of deep passing game. Um, where where is the under center play action stuff? Like that's that's completely gone out of the playbook too. It seems like. So I, th-
1: I think what teams are doing because talked about this a little bit on, was it? I don't even know if it was McAfee. It, it might have been McAfee um, last week where he was like, what teams are doing basically to the Packers, and it it's a pretty damning thing that they're doing this and he's admitting it, is under center they're playing them too high, right? Because they want to slash the edges. They want to cover deep shots. That's what they want to do. Yeah. Other than when Dylan and Mercedes Lewis are in the game. And then they spin into single high, and they're like, you're obviously (laughs) going to run because Mercedes Uh, and Dylan are in the game. And then in in the gun, teams are getting into one high because they want to stop the RPO. That's it. So I guess, like, the answer is, what, you run more against two high boxes, which, like, obviously, please, please do that. I like Aaron Jones. Give him the ball as many times as possible. But in the passing game, it's, okay, what are we going to do? Take deep shots against single high safeties? that's what they've been doing those are all the sideline shots and slot fades and stuff so i don't like i don't know and i i don't know if talent is a problem it's probably a problem to a certain extent especially at wide receiver but like i don't think that's going to get fixed it's october 23rd some guy isn't going to come in learn a new system and then everything's going to be hunky dory like it's an evaluation year it is what it is beat mccarthy eat at arby's like that's (laughs) (laughs) where i'm at for the season uh i'll drink to that (laughs) defensively i feel better i legit do i know on the scoreboard it's over 21 points and it's like usually 21 is like that line of like you win or lose ball games but you know the muffed right the muff punt spotted a a field goal at the very least i think the team played pretty good if you're saying Terry McLaurin is one-on-one with anyone, he's running up the sideline on a shot play. Who do you want covering him? You would say it's Jair. Jair Every time. On his hip. So like yep. that one, you just kind of live with it, I guess. Yeah. So I don't.
2: But know, that like... was that was a ridiculous throw by Heineke too. Uh, I I think we need to acknowledge that that yeah. was that was an absolute dime, and it's something he hadn't done the entire game up to that point. So yeah, yeah. hats off.
1: He had like forty yards. At that point in the game, it was ridiculous. I think I think I'll, I'll give the defense like a six. Yep. I think they're trending in the right direction. I still don't. They don't get enough penetration plays. Did Gary come back from the concussion? I remember he got pulled out and had an evaluated.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I remember seeing him come back in after that point. So we'll have to monitor that throughout the week. Um, because because came in and got the uh, the sack uh, the yeah. next series, I think. But yeah, that'll be one to watch. So if he's if he's out any length of time, obviously that's a that's a rough one. But I, I'm with you on a six. Um, I'm just again, I'm chucking up next week as as a lost cause, and you know, come back, try to you know, beat Detroit, salvage some semblance of sanity before um, before you have to deal with Dallas coming in in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and then last one special teams <laughs> Amari zero Amari yep. negative 10 <laughs> the rest of the special teams like in eight like, yeah you guys, are, you guys are fine you guys are doing great honey keep it up uh turn turn the locker room on Amari and we might win some ball games down the stretch
2: <laughs> can somebody please please just drop a dumbbell on his toe someone
1: like... someone what is it called is it like the i5 murderer is that what his name is <laughs> The guy oh, who the, the Packers had in camp. Yeah. Oh my god. He went to Portland State my Alma mater. <laughs> Someone is in my mentions right now trying to get me to release Randy Woodfield from uh oh my god the Oregon State Penitentiary right now. So that's how Packers fans are that's, feeling about
2: this game. Let's yeah, let's let's not go quite that far. Guys. Yeah,
1: It's a step it's a one step I, too far.
2: Every everything I know about Amari is he seems like a pretty good dude. He's just not good at returning punts, and we need him. To- Make that not be a thing anymore. I just, it's crazy, man. I remember
1: I looked it up on PFF and was like, all right, give me punt returner grades for the last two years, right? It was like second to worst last year coming into it. And this is a guy who, like, how can you be that bad, keep your job, and have ball security issues? I understand he's a draft pick. Goot, you're going to have plenty of time to develop your draft picks this season. I promise you. There's going to be Uh, plenty of time where you're not competing for wins or losses this year, where your draft picks, your pretty little draft picks are going to get some playing time. They got to make a change at punt returner. It's ridiculous.
2: (sighs) Oh my God. But again, like who, who does it now? I mean, at at this point, again, throw Dobbs back there. Fine. I don't care if, if he's gonna, if he's got rough hands, he can't do any worse than Amari has been doing. So I, I don't know. Well, speaking of getting, getting draft picks some run, um, comment from Zach Tom in the locker room that just came across Twitter that says this this is this is a little scary uh you can he, he apparently didn't know he was going to start until this morning when he got to the stadium uh but he said that on Saturday you just see it the way Bakhtari looks in practice sometimes you've always got to be ready that's not a Jeez. that's not a comment that really instills a whole lot of confidence in it. So he says pretty much any week with Dave, you just know the knee, anything can happen. So this is really no different than any other week.
1: Bakhtiari has a $23.1 million (laughs) dead cap next year and a $29.1 million cap hit if he's not released. So this is one of the worst contracts in sports,
2: in the history of sports. Yeah. And and again, you you feel like I, I feel bad for the guy, but i do too this is just like brutal like a
1: a flight made him from a full go to being out for the game Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah roger said the same thing he said he learned when everyone else did so yeah crazy all right let's get you out of here let's get you out of here um yeah keep it up on the site keep it up on the feed uh we started off with bad juju this whole week i didn't get a i i didn't get to uh do intercepted with Mark Bullock because yeah. we had like five schedule changes, and then I was going to record with Matub, and Matub at the Cheese Factory. All the power went out. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I got to stay away from people. This week oh, had my God. this week had Trap Week written all over it.
2: Yeah, I was, it was I like, was in look God.
1: Washington is terrible, but we're also bad. We could easily lose this game. I'm Is yep. there any game?
2: Detroit, are you confident to oh, win that game? No. no. No, I'm
1: not confident we're going to win any game.
2: Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and Jamal Williams might go off for 300 yards combined against us in that game. For all I know, I don't know. Like, just I, beat McCarthy. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson might get four sacks in that game. Who the hell knows? Yes, just beat Mike, beat McCarthy, and we'll we'll get the rest of the season as a as some development on these young guys and and move on. Go back, Go Go back, go.